great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of rams brothers i'm your host dean and i'm joined as always by my brother and the other great host of this show nick and nick it's mock draft monday I think we're ready for a draft season to officially start 17 days away. But first and most importantly, how are you? I'm good. You know, I haven't done a mock draft outside of one conducted for fantasy reasons. So this should be uh, fun, you know. I think we're going uh, to it. We're going to learn a lot today. I think we're going to dive into, uh, obviously, the Rams have met with 35 total prospects at this point that we know of. Um, so I think we have a pretty good baseline in terms of the pulse in the direction they're they're going towards, how many players in certain position groups they've met with. I think it's a pretty clear indication in terms of which uh, position groups need priority and need um, a little uh, extra tender love and care, I guess we can call it, which they will eventually address in the draft. But Nick, the breaking news over the weekend was Odell Beckham Jr. signed a one-year $18 million deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Was there any kind of heartbreak with you when you uh, you heard about the news, or was it just kind of business as usual, considering how much time has elapsed? Uh, business as usual. Um, I really didn't see him coming back. It would have been great to potentially have that in the back pocket, but I think he does not see the Rams as a team that can win right now. Um, if you're a Ravens fan, you got to be stoked because not only is this OBJ news, but Lamar is not going to go anywhere if he – you know, helped recruit OBJ. So that would be really bizarre. So I think not. Yeah. Good for him. Good for the Ravens. Keep Lamar in the AFC. Um, keep the NFC kind of bewildered. So I, I was fine with it personally. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of Rams fans were looking ahead to 2024, right? The potential is, is can you come back? If the money's right in a new situation, could we get you a long-term deal? Maybe a two, three-year multi-year deal to where he comes back to Los Angeles he was kicking the tires with the Giants. He was kicking the tires again with the Cleveland Browns, uh, obviously with the Jets, I think was the other top team in contention in terms of who was going to sign him. So you never know. It could be another opportunity for Odell to come back and join the Rams, I think, in 24, if the money is right. I think, though, for the purposes of this season, $18 million, $15 million guaranteed, and $3 million in incentives, I don't know who could have topped that. So he, I think he got the best possible deal on the market. Yeah. Um, I'm – to me, it feels like I want the sweepstakes with him to be finished. I'm, I'm, yeah. It yeah. was definitely, you know, not pessimistic to think that there's a chance he can come back. But I would say, it's, out of all the teams, it would be weird to see him come back to Los Angeles the following year. I mean, it feels like he just kind of wants to bop around and be on like a hot new team every year at this point. <laughs> it so, kind of does. It, it really kind of does. Yeah, next year you could see him in Kansas City. Yeah. I know we wanted to follow Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he ends up in, in New York to play with the Jets. Who knows? All right, so mock draft stuff. So the draft, we said, is 17 days away, Nick. So I was looking at the mock draft, and I think that uh, the best tool you could possibly use right now is the PFF mock draft. 
couple different criteria that you could set. It's kind of a sliding scale in terms of PFF, big board, positional needs. There's all these levers and stuff that you could pull to make sure that uh, it's, I guess, as accurate as you want it to be. Um, but since it is mock draft Monday, I was just kind of evaluating the Rams' draft picks and you know, pick number, there's round number two, so they have 30 or 36. They have round number three, 69, round number three, 77, round number four uh, is non-existent. And then two fifth round, four, three fifth round picks, three thir- sixth round picks, and two seventh round picks. So in reality, it's a little bit spaced out. I noticed that the pick from 77 to 167 is roughly a 90 pick gap. So I was thinking to myself, how could we get back into the top 100? I know the Rams like to prioritize those top 100 picks. The Niners actually have 99, 101, and 102. So my thought process was, how could I get a little pesky? How could I be a little spiteful in this situation? I want I wanted 98. I want pick 98, right? So it'll not only do two things, right? It'll even out my situation as I'm progressing through round three into round four, puts me back into round four, and I can potentially move some stuff around, right? So that's my thought process is I want to be able to leapfrog and get right in front of San Francisco before they're able to make their first pick. So in doing so, what I did was I looked at Cleveland. Cleveland had the 98th pick. So in, in evening out my draft, I want to get as many top 100 picks as possible, which is what I'm showing here. We got to four top 100 picks in this scenario. If I traded the last pick in the draft, which was 251 and a third rounder in 2025, that's what I would get in return. I would get that um, that 98th 98, pick, yeah. and then I could swap uh, 2025 fourth, and then I could I could swap that fourth with a third round, and that's one scenario. The other scenario that I could do is I could have gotten the 98th pick by trading Tyler Higby. Would just been straight up 98th pick for Tyler Higby. He's going to be playing in the final year of his of his deal in this upcoming season potentially shop him around for a better offer. But that's another way that I could have gotten into that fourth round and gotten that 98th pick. So you guys tell us in the comments, which of those two deals would you like better? If we shuffled around this season, then swapped a, a 2025 fourth with a third for the Browns to get this 98th pick, we only get rid of the last pick in the draft. Or would you rather straight up trade Tyler Higby for the 98th pick in the draft to get the draft started? Nick, you're Yeah, in. I mean – I think it's going to depend on if one of their guys that, that they're looking at, like, you know, like a Darnell Washington is there in that situation. Um, I think they're over Tyler Higby. And I think most fans would kind of agree with them, you know, pushing him out for the 98th pick. I like that idea. It's, it's something, the, right? Yeah. Right. I Especially mean, as fans too, because it's good. That's going to be a long, like if you're sitting and actually watching the draft, that is going to be a long time when nothing really happens. And a lot of right. it would be, you know, 49ers stuff, which is even worse. Yeah, so, and this is this is what it would look like. So we'd give up our last pick. It's 251 round seven. We give up our third rounder in 2025. We get back the 98th pick. We we swap the, the 2025th picks for the third and the fourth round. So it's not a terrible trade. And then the other scenario, like I mentioned, is just getting rid of Tyler Higby. So I, th- I think my thought process was twofold. I want to separate that that or bridge that gap a little bit more and also try to leapfrog in front of San Francisco and make a pick that may be a player that they highly covet. Maybe it's a player that the Rams, um, they want to you know try to fill their top 100. They want to try to get another edge rusher. They want to try to get another offensive tackle, whatever that may be, right? So in putting that together, Nick, you tell me, do you want to see a couple of the mock drafts 
that you and I put our heads together and compiled previous to the episode, or you just want to go crazy and do a live mock draft right now? No, I think, I think, you know, we put a lot of time into the ones previously. I think it would be cool for, and you know, if we have time and, and we want to do it the other way as well, but yeah, let's show, you know, show the people what, what we have in the chamber. All right. So taking in this, this, uh, trade situation into consideration. So we took FAU at the top, Felix Anaduke Uzama. That was, he's the top guy on our draft board. That's, I mean, I think from an edge perspective, if that's going to be somebody that you look at from position, you're going to get FAU. You're going to get a debt to Miwa at the top. You're going to get BJ Ojolari. You're going to get Will McDonald. One of those four guys is going to fall into the position that you want them to fall in. So that's kind of the situation that I looked at here was like, who is the best amongst those four players that's going to fall into that position? And that's how we landed on FAU. The the next pick, which is the third round, the 69th overall pick. Nick, I think you're doing backflips if this happens. Keely yeah, Ringo. I, mean, I think I think he may even get draft higher than than where where he we certainly got. will. Feel he it. certainly will. Yeah. So that's why I mean I think that's why you got the grade A. But yeah, I mean <laughs> if if we can get Ringo there, I, I just kind of Jalen Ramsey too, as as you and I have kind of been calling him. Um, that yeah. would be phenomenal. I think I think those two players can make an impact immediately next year. It's also an astronomically high expectation for him to come in and be Jalen Ramsey. But again, if he falls, you know, there's some conversation that happens behind the scenes where he's maybe he's not high priority on a lot of teams' big boards. Maybe he falls into the third round somehow, but I couldn't see him going any lower than FAU. You know, I would see if he falls to 36, it's a or if he falls to 69, it's an absolute blessing. And they did a couple of these versions. So, like, you see in another version, Darnell Washington fell to 69. You know, so I was, like, looking within this draft board, and I'm thinking to myself, these are, like, four or three or four of our top seven or eight guys that are just falling into the third round, 69th overall. Do I think that's realistic? Probably not. But do I think that um, my expectations are a little bit higher, considering I think PFF is pretty accurate, and we use the setting – that was more accustomed to their big board, which I think is more accurate to what the NFL would do versus just fans. I ha- I'm pretty optimistic. So after Ringo Nick within this hypothetical mock, we went round three, 77 Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State. A lot of a lot of really good uh, comparisons. He's got plenty of size. He can play in line. I, I've just been kind of impressed in the evaluation process with him. He's not one of the guys that I think is within that top three conversation. Those guys will all be off the board at this point. You want to find the guy within tier two that is going to be somebody that you could, you know, automatically replace with Tyler Higby. If, yeah. if Higby's gone, you want somebody that's kind of a carbon copy, maybe a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, that can play in line, can block a little bit better. And that could be the potential player that you're getting in Tucker Craft, along with, I think, more upside to be a better receiver than Tyler Higby. Well, that I was going to say, if you make that – Oh crap! If you make that in that place, um, then you can really start talking about Higby's future, and you can start yeah. making the phone yeah. call to Cleveland and be like, "Hey, um, we kind of have a couple tight ends that were that 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 are a little younger, and we're done this deal with uh, with Higby, and you know he was great in the Super Bowl, and blah blah blah. Even though he didn't play, but maybe Cleveland doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean there is a. There's a, a decent amount of tight ends. It's the same kind of way that the edges are are built up at the top, right? Like you're going to get maybe like three or four guys kind of go within 
the top 35 picks. And then you're going to have that one or two guys that we really like that's high on our draft board that could fall. Same situation with Tucker Craft, right? He's within that top four or five conversation. He falls into the third round. That would be a great situation for the Rams, who are inevitably going to move on from Tyler Higby when that contract is expired at the end of the season. So, And then I'm looking to replace another guy who we talked about with Jordan, who could potentially be on the chopping block after that June 1st date. And that's Brian Allen. And his replacement third round pick 98th overall juice shrugs the los angeles rams select juice shrugs and guess what grade i got from that pick guess what grade b minus or d plus sorry d plus you might as well give me that plus barely passed i mean you're kidding me with that grade i think juice shrugs is a unanimous replacement to come in for brian allen um, he's somebody that the fan base would automatically love. It's kind of that replacement pick for Creed Humphrey, the redemption pick. He's got the name. He's got everything about him that I feel like could be a valuable asset to the Rams' offensive line over the next four seasons. Hey, we like the Northeast kids. We like the kids from Penn State. You know, they're, they're you know familiar with us, right? So that's kind of the uh, – There's, I think it's synonymous with you. want somebody that's, that's tough, that's hard-nosed, that can fill the role of a center – I know Sean McVay, whenever he talks about Brian Allen, he just he calls him an asshole. Sure, <laughs> that's just the way that he does it. He likes to talk about how he's mean, he's tough, he's the guy you don't want to play against, and that to me is what Ju Shrugs is in the third round with the 98th pick overall. And then this is where the this is where I feel like the trade really kind of kicks in, right? Because those are your four top 100 picks. You go FAU, Keely Ringo, Tyler Kraft, Ju Shrugs. And you're kind of restarting, jump-starting the new idea of building a brand new core. From there, it's a little bit of a wild card, right? And I think what Les Snead could do is potentially trade out as like 171, 177, I think 167 are all compensatory picks, right? So they're kind of freebies. So it would make sense maybe a package 177 and 182 and try to jump into like early round five, late round four you know, closer to maybe like 120 or 130 so that you're appropriately spacing out the draft and you're not log jam there at the bottom, right? But then you can go, you can go Jackson Kirkland guard from Washington. That's a B plus grade. Uh, Israel Anibakanda. That's a player that the Rams have already met with. It's a running back from Pitt that Aaron Donner is familiar with that Kalia Kansi knows well and loves. Um, then you go Jared Patterson, third straight year that they draft a Notre Dame player. This would go, Benny Skoranek, Kyron Williams, Jared Patterson, overall B grade, round five, 177. And then Nick, the backup quarterback of the future, it's Aiden O'Connell. It's a guy that we previewed. We confirmed with Jim Everett there was no Purdue connection with a 37-year gap. But uh, he's the kind of player that I think is a legitimate backup. He's about maybe one, two steps above what John Wolford is right now. And I think it's somebody that has much more of an upside more potential to be able to develop into a true backup quarterback one day. Yeah. Is he a, is he a bona fide starter? No, no, he needs grooming, but in the right system, he could be successful. And that's probably why you get a C minus grade. This wasn't my best draft, but then look, you look at the last three picks, you go Ryan Hayes, it's extra support for somebody like Joe Nopum for Rob Havenstein, who was a little bit banged up last year, ended up playing all 17 games, but I think he had a couple of surgeries. He had to clean out his knee I think he banged up his ankle. So it's just, I mean, going on year eight, year nine of his NFL career, you got to look for some stability, some depth. 
at the tackle position behind those two pillars. And I think that's what you could find in somebody late round six, 189 in Ryan Hayes. MJ Anderson as an edge rusher, 191 round six from Iowa State, good player. Uh, and then you go Jake Bobo, somebody that we're familiar with, round seven, 223 for an overall draft grade of B+. Plus, yeah, I mean, I'm better than what the Rams have gotten in the last Bobo's Bobo is great because is somebody that kind of went out of their way to put themselves on a better team their final year and kind of stand out. Um, but do you really think the Rams are going to get the last pick that they have possible to draft a weapon that's not a tight end? I just don't know – this is ideal for what we've been talking about. You start with defense, then you kind of fill some holes offensively. Too much logic, right? Uh, and get, get a backup quarterback in there, and then you know finish strong with a potential, you know, like fun piece, like a special teams guy. Um, I worry that this is not how it's going to look at all. <laughs> it probably won't. I mean, in, in all honesty, that's the purpose of mock. It's not going to look exactly like this whatsoever. None of these players could end up on the roster. But over 65% of them have already met with the Rams. A lot of these players feel like there's a good likelihood they fill a positional need. A lot of these picks were best player available, in my opinion. So I'm going to show you another mock. Because a lot of the top, if I can get Keely Ringo 69 consistently, I'm happy with that. There were a couple mocks where I, I got Keely Ringo at 69. And I got Derek Hall at 77 consistently. It's like when Dmitry Petrovich is just sitting on the bench in backyard baseball. Like, I'm, I'm taking him. What he hits bombs. Dude, what an hits, drop. he hits bombs. You can't forget it. If you want to pick him fifth, sixth round, doesn't matter. He's going to hit you a bomb late in the game. More of a Keisha Thompson man myself. But, but Keisha Thompson oh. also hits bombs. Yeah. Bombs. She's probably still – she's probably drafted too early. She's. I mean – you getting picked up too early for the Rams. I take her interior defense alignment right next to Aaron Donald. She's tough. She's Kalaja Kansi. Um, but this is this was another really good, I think, a strong foundational um, top four in terms of you know having those four picks in t in the top one hundred. I think that that makes a lot of sense theoretically for the Rams if they're going to accept this gap of ninety eight all the way to one sixty seven. And that's with me closing the gap, right? That's where I traded up to, to get 98. I, we were originally at 77 all the way down to 167, right? So that's a 90. I just don't – there's no comfort in just sitting around in the draft for that long period of time. The whole draft board gets shuffled up, and it's a lot of work that you got to do when you inevitably make that 167 pick. But at the top, Osiris Torrance. Like this is a guy that we are very, very highly coveted across the board for Rams fans. This would be a guard that you could plug in immediately. It's Logan Bruss insurance. It's uh, AJ Curie insurance. It's Joe Nopum insurance if he shifts over. It's Coleman Shelton insurance. I guess for that reason, it also makes sense to not potentially take a guard at the top of the draft because there are so many players on the depth chart. But yeah. it, that doesn't mean that they're good players. I think that's the problem. You can go all the way through the depth chart because there's 12 it doesn't mean that you have to continuously go through this process, finding players in the seventh round, finding undrafted guys, finding late free agents that are late back into their career that hardly cost you any money. Like that's not the formula. That's not sustainable to build a roster into the future to protect protect a quarterback who's been in the league for 12 years already. So I think to me, they know that. 
Um, I want to get I it. I want to get the Oh, sorry. I no, you're you good. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, you're good. No, I was just saying that I I think that they know that and they see the jet, the depth chart now more as like less of like a template of like who they're going to have and more like okay, well, you know, there are obvious holes kind of throughout the entire um the entire roster. So, it's more like best player available. And I, I we, we we talked about this, 151 career pass sets, zero sacks allowed, one pressure allowed. So, you know, yeah. if you can bring him in immediately, I think he he's probably likely a starter for like ten or so years in like into the future. So, I I I'm a big fan of Osiris. And look, right afterwards, you still got Ringo somehow. <laughs> Ringo just makes his way on every one of these boards. Yeah, that's the thing with Osiris. Though it's it's like, can you plug in and guarantee that somebody's going to be a starter for ten years? I think if you could guarantee that amongst everybody that's on your on your list here. Everybody that you've drafted, doesn't matter what position they play. If they're a bona fide starter at any position, considering how many positions are of need, it makes sense to take that player. And that's where Osiris fits in. And then you you go Osiris and you go Keely Ringo, Derek Hall, backflips. You and I, pants off, backflips. It's a yeah. really good situation to be in. And then you go Jaquel and Roy and you bolster up the interior defensive line. You give Aaron Donald two pieces of support in back-to-back picks. That to me gets Rams fans excited. Yeah, I agree. So that would be, I mean, this, I mean, which one were you more excited over? The last one or this one? <laughs> I don't know. My Rams mock draft. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, if I go back, so if I look at FAU and Keely Ringo, and then I go, I also got Derek Hall in this draft and Osiris. I, I'm leaning towards this one. This one actually gave me the better grade at A minus. I also got Payne Duram in round six, 189. I got Antonio Maffi at guard as extra support in case Osiris doesn't pan out. Um, I got O'Shawn Mathis. I got Jake Hayner, potential backup quarterback for the Rams. Could be that's somebody that I feel like has more potential to be a starter over Aiden O'Connell, uh, maybe even over Jaron Hall. And then I also got Israel Anabaconda there. So I don't know. I think an A minus grade is good, but I think a majority of, of the reason why this grade is, is so good is because we executed on those first four picks within the first within the top 100. Yeah. And I think uh, this uh, draft board likes uh, Fresno State Jake a lot more um, yeah. by, by their rankings. I still don't like getting a quarterback that high, and, but, you know, high. I mean, in retrospect, yeah. it's not high. In, in the draft, but yeah, it's the fifth based round. Based on our picks, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, in within that round, if you're looking for a quarterback, you know, you can get Stenson Bennett, you get Jake Hayner, you get Aiden O'Connell, Jaron Hall looks like he could follow a little bit further down in the draft. So, you know, it's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be kind of dicey to choose a quarterback that late in the draft. It always kind of is, but it's a matter of who you feel like has the most upside, and I feel like. Um, there's plenty of it when you, you look at quarterbacks later on in this draft. It's similar to the cornerback position, and I think edge, honestly, where there's enough talent later on where you could hit on somebody and find your next piece. So that was the hypothetical trade. This is the draft analysis, Nick. So if you look on PFF, it shows where a majority of Rams fans have selected. So it shows B.J. Ojolari is the top pick so far from LSU, edge rusher. So this is edge rusher, and then Dewan Jones is a tackle. FAU edge rusher, Will McDonald edge rusher, Emmanuel Forbes cornerback, and then Jameer Gibbs running back. What would you do if the Rams picked the running back at 36 overall? 
Uh, scream. Like, <laughs> just like rage. My eyes would see red and uh, um, I would I would rage out and probably uh, punch a wall. No, I wouldn't do that. Even but I would be really, Bijan, really, really upset. If, if it was Bijan Robinson, would you be upset? If it was the next Todd Gurley, I'd be upset. Like, I, th there are so many more gaping holes on this on this team that if you're going to go out there and draft a running back, I I feel like you're just ignoring everything and being like, yeah, let's have some McVay fun, which still worries me that they're going to go out there and do something like that. You don't actually mean that, right? Like, if we did get the next Todd Gurley, you definitely want him. Of course, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, not in this draft are you getting a little the next bit, yeah. girly. Yeah, no, and he could go as early as 10. He can go 10 overall to the Eagles, for all we know. He can yeah. go same spot that Gurley went for the Rams way back when, 2014, 15. So I think um, we're at the point in the show where we could do a, a live mock draft. And I think the picks should be consensus. We agreed upon them. We're both in the, um, in the, in the draft room. We're in the war zone trying to make decisions. We're, we're, we're bashing heads. It's McVeigh and Les Snead. Who would you rather be, Nick? Would you rather be Les or Sean? Les. Les has way more pressure in my You're opinion. You're going to be less. All right. Let's call it Nick is less. I'll be Sean. All right. I'll try to talk as fast as I possibly can. All right. Mock draft. Let me pull this up. Nick, I'm probably going to try to sell you on everything the same way that I believe Sean McVeigh does to Les Snead while Les Snead sits, sits back and Choose tobacco or has a beer. I don't know. All right. As long as I get the perks of having a Malibu home, I'm in. As long as you get the perks of drafting Osiris Torrance with your first pick in the second round. So hmm. you guys can see who's available. So Mozzie Smith, interior defense alignment for Michigan, Osiris Torrance, Tanner McKee from Stanford, uh, Dion Henley, linebacker from Washington State, Cam Smith, cornerback, Adet Tamiwa Debaware. Edge from Northwestern. Nick, how good am I getting saying saying his name? Tuli Talapolo. <laughs> See, there we go. Tuli Tuli Paluuti from USC is there. I'll butcher that one every single time, 10 times out of 10. So this is kind of what we're looking at, Nick. Uh, my pick, I've been going back and forth between Osiris and Adet Tamiwa, but I'll let you I'll let you choose. I mean, to me, the answer is Osiris. You're going to go um, Osiris. You're going to support yeah. me, Sean McVay, in my never-ending quest to bolster up the offense? Uh, or would you rather give Aaron Donald some friends? You know what? I think I'm going to take I, I back. I'm gonna go back. How much time is on the clock? I don't want to get anybody. We have plenty of time. Back. Plenty of time. Okay. But I'll give you a minute to think it over. Okay. Tops. You have 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> if I'm Sean, I'm pressuring you here. I'll take Tanner McGee, quarterback, Stanford. Final no, answer. you can't. You can't. <laughs> I won't allow it. I have too much faith in Matthew. Yeah, no, we're going I mean, to get, a debt to me, well. Yeah. If we're going by everything that I've been saying, and I, I kind of got a little swept off my feet by the thought of, of Osiris, but – a debt to Miwa, I think, is the is the right answer, and to keep Aaron Donald happy, that's who that's that's me, general manager, less need picking. Right oh, a debt to Miwa was selected with the thirty sixth pick in the second round. So now the Rams 
Are Ringo's on the board. We're taking Ringo. Ringo's Ringo's on the board, but there's also Darnell Washington, Nick. Hmm. Now we supported your uh, your your choosing of, of friends for Aaron Donald with the debt to me. Why he's going to be three tech? He could be an edge rusher. He could be anything. He runs a four five as an edge rusher. Four four nine. Absolute freak of nature. All right, I did Aaron Donald a favor. Now let me support my quarterback. I need another tight end that can play in line, catch touchdowns in the red zone. Last, please, I'm begging you, please, can I take Darnell? Please, please. Yeah, but we just got rid of Jalen Ramsey, and we're going to want to bring somebody in that's that can be better. or not, I mean, not better, but hopefully fill those big shoes, and I think we should stick with defense, which right. is why well, I would lean towards Ringo. If we go Keely Ringo – over Darnell Washington, then you better better understand that I'm going offense and later on in this draft. I That's fair. And but hey, you know, let's not completely undersell the the man of the hour from Miami, uh, the tight end that we just got in this Jalen Ramsey trade. So yeah, I know you don't want to undersell Ringo and Hunter, Hunter Long. We do have another year. I mean, we got Bryson Hopkins, Hunter Long, and Tyler Higby on the depth chart right now, which is another tight end that. It's an extra one. We didn't have that one last year. We, we had to bring back Kendall Blanton at one point last year because Higby went down. Hopkins was suspended for the uh, – he was doing something, something that was some kind of banned substance. That's another reason why I would like to take a tight end because I feel like two of three are fully invested in the franchise. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I think we go Keely Ringo. Good? Yeah, good. Keely Ringo is our pick, number 69. All right. So this is assuming we didn't make the trade. So we just have one more pick here. So we didn't take a tight end. I really like Tucker Craft. We already took our edge rusher, three tech. Um, so I would go Tucker Craft here, less. I mean, I I, I also love Jalen Hyatt because I'm a wide he's a wide receiver and I'm Sean McVay and I can't help myself. I think uh I think the wide receiver position is one of our deepest in the depth chart. And so it's the most think- expensive. Yeah, I think it, it, if you want to bring back the tight end argument about how um, we may cut Higby or trade him or something happens with him, I think T- Tucker Kraft would be a nice friend of Matthew Stafford in a potential red zone and a potential you know run game fix. So the pick is in. Talk the pick is in. Tucker Kraft has been selected with the 77th pick in the third round. Now we're down to the fifth round. This mm-hmm. is where it gets really interesting. You can go DTR quarterback. You can go Stenson Bennett. I actually like Mackie Blackman from USC. You go Israel Abidakanda, who uh, who the Rams met with from Pittsburgh. I, I don't know. I think I'd go running back here. We went defense with our first two picks. I really like Abidakanda. I think he could be uh, Abidakanda. I think he could be one of our uh, better players for the next three, four years. Nick, what do you say? Oh, Sean, 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 Sean. Yeah, think about the big picture here. When was the last time, you know, we had a running back that was amazing? And I know the answer, okay? Because I was I was here too. I was here before you. I actually brought him into the building. And you're the one that wanted to shove him out. Um, that being said, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not against it at this point because I'm Les Snead and I also love offensive weapons. So cool. – yeah, I yeah. Let's say we go running back. Cam's on the last year of his rookie deal next year too. And then what do you got? You got Ronnie Rivers. Mm. You got Kyron Williams. Who's next? Did Jake Funk just cut and you know. Jake Morgan. Funk, I think, played for the Chargers last year at the end of the year, didn't he? Did he? 
He went elsewhere. I know that for sure. I feel like he, oh, this is going to kill me. Who did he go play for if it wasn't the Chargers? I don't know. You got to look it up. I'm taking Abby to come right now. Um, Current okay. team, Indianapolis Colts. Ugh, nasty. All right. All right. So we're sitting in the fifth round. We have pick 177. This is where it gets really, really difficult. So, Nick, we haven't we haven't chosen our backup quarterback yet. Stenson Bennett's still sitting there. He's absolutely not who I'd want to take. Good thing um, we didn't get him. Yeah, this is where it gets difficult. I, we haven't taken a center yet. We could probably prioritize guard. We could probably prioritize maybe a tackle, maybe somebody that falls here. Like right now, I would really love somebody like Andrew Voorhees from USC if he fell. He was already taken. So I'm going to see who else we could take. You're out on Dorian? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I don't. Like, I wouldn't take him this high, though. That's for sure. If I think we he's committed more... to selling um, off-season quarterback pickups like Trubisky's of the world, which I don't know if we have, but let's just say that we have, I think now is a good time to look at the, the that position. And, yeah, if O'Connell uh, – Aiden O'Connell is still around next round. Hopefully that could be, you know, our guy that we can develop, but he might be gone by the time, you know, we have another pick. Right. Right. So that's what I'm looking at. So we go another go Rams are not going to go two guards with their top five picks. Right. Mm-mm. So I think in this situation Center as well. Yeah. Maybe we go interior defense alignment. I like Dejuan Johnson. I believe he's on our big board. I believe the Rams have met with him recently. I could be wrong. I feel like his name looks familiar. I don't have him on our board. You don't have him on our board? No Dejuan Johnson? No. I feel like his name looks familiar. What if we went um, – see who else we could take here. I'm going to go – maybe we go – I think I'd go Jay Ward as a corner. I think we give uh, – I'm not sure about Darion Kendrick. I'm not sure about Robert Rochelle. I think we need some help just – with more, uh, you know, bring more uh, competition at that position. I think we just we just need it there. Yeah. What do you think? Would you go? Yeah, with Jay no. Ward? I'm in for that. I say we. I I can lock that in. Feeling happy. Let's see if our boy is still there. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think he is. Who you're looking for, Aiden? Yeah. He's here. Oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. You're gonna go O'Connell. I think that's the right call. All right. We're going O'Connell. There you I go. would agree. Less need making moves for his team. We went, we went O'Connell. All right, now we're, we're this is where it gets difficult. We've gotten our running back, right? We drafted a quarterback. We drafted another corner. We drafted a we draft another interior defense alignment. I don't think we did we didn't draft Dejuan, but he's probably still there. We could probably take him. Is he really still there? He's still there. We could take him. I also like Ryan Haynes as a tackle. We probably get him a little bit later. I'm going to go interior defense alignment, and to me, he looks like he's the best available. You good with that, Les? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Unless you want to go with another edge rusher. Have we taken one of those yet? I thought we did. Maybe. All right, who are we going with here? I don't know. The names are moving so fast. Who are we going with? Oh, we're Did taking we Dejuan. Here we go. Dejuan Johnson from Toledo. 
Okay, Dejuan. Welcome to LA, brother. Welcome to LA. I say we go MJ Anderson here. I think we need another edge rusher, unless you want to go Lonnie Phelps. I like Lonnie Phelps. I think he's fallen to us. I think it might be a good pick. Yeah. Thoughts on Lonnie Phelps? Why don't we check on Harrison Mevis? Let's see. Where's Harrison Mevis? Where's he at? He just get picked. Did he already? No, I don't think so. Where's he? Probably not. We have him going very, very late. Where's Harry? He's a, he's a kicker. Where's Harry at? Yeah, I also want to look at Hunter Lupique. Mm. I don't see Harry on here. Lupique is at the bottom. We'll take him late. Okay. What do we need here now still? I mean... It would probably be early, but I, I did see uh, Bobo available. Bobo we haven't gotten the receiver. He's a little early. Yeah. Or we haven't taken a receiver yet. But we go Ronnie Bell from Michigan. All right, Ronnie. You in for that? Yeah. Ronnie Bell from Michigan. I like this Michigan. Might, I like teams. Might, I like people. I think they're coached well if they're coming out of Michigan. This might be my worst draft that I've done so far. You want to go Bobo here? 223? I think it's probably my fault. Yeah. Let, let's go Bobo. No, it's, it's not your fault. This is so difficult to do on the spot. <laughs> and then we're going, we already take our quarterback of the future. We did. Yeah, we, did. We, took, we took Aiden. All right. Let's see if there's a I'm not against here. grabbing another one though, you know, and having a little battle in camp. Not, not all these guys are going to make it. You want to go Jake Moody kicker? Yeah. There we go. I'm also on the phone with the kicker from St. Louis who drilled another clutch one in the first overtime loss or a win ever yeah, in NFL history. Oh, tough sledding, tough sledding down. We got a B. Uh, yeah, we got a B. Tough sledding though down the uh, down yeah, after round cool. five. Yeah, Jay Ward, a little bit of an overdraft. Aiden O'Connell, Dejuan Johnson, Lonnie Phelps, Ronnie Bell, Jake Bobo, and Jake. Yeah, but look at the top half. Which is really those are going to be the impactful guys. So I'm happy with with like one through five. Yeah, I am too. And I think that's where they need to they need to focus because if you could hit on three guys at the top and then you could hit on one or two guys at the bottom, that yeah. to me rounds out you know your four or five players that you feel like you could bring into the building. But just for reference, yeah, there's Jake Bobo at the bottom. This other mock we had, we had Jaron Hall in uh, round six, who I really liked. So Braden McDaniel's another tackle from Utah was a really good grade late that I would love for more tackle depth. So I think um, working progress. Big board's going to continuously be updated. we we'll probably do another mock draft at some point. But, um, yeah, live mock. That's what yeah. we got for you. Um, this has nothing to do with the board. But I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Jacob sending me these uh, these Rams Super Bowl pins. Oh, sweet. Yeah, sweet. I got two of them, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep one and I'll bring it home to you. But yeah, thanks, Jacob. I was. I think I think that, Jake yeah. sent me one too. So special shout out to Jake. Make sure you uh, you check him out. Let me see if I can call out his Twitter name. Yeah. And see. while you do that, I will tell people about the beautiful bet online Sounds live betting good. free contests, giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use our promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online, that's where the game starts. Make sure to follow at Prominent Kings. Prominent Kings with a Z. That's Jay. 
His name is underscore J, J underscore D for reference. He's selling great pins. Look him up. Give him a follow. He's a big Rams fan. Prominent Kings. Prominent. Thanks for the pins, brother. Thank you guys for listening. More where this came from. We'll have more mocks. Big board will be updated. All things draft. 17 days leading into the draft. Ready to go? Ready to rebuild? Don't forget to like and subscribe, guys. We're still on Jersey Watch. It's going to be great. Thanks for listening, guys. Go Rams. Peace. Peace.